0: Welcome to the Binge Lounge. Vince and Len sitting around and just chewing the fat a little bit. My name is Len. Hey, how you doing? I'm going to start over because that was a horrible intro. We're doing it live, ladies and gentlemen.
1: This is wild. Structure. Structure. I know what I'm talking about. I yes. It was a horrible intro. I know, because it's all loosey-goosey. Well, we don't do the bench it's lounge at all. It's loosey-goosey.
0: That's what the bench lounge is. That's what you do in a lounge. It's just loosey-goosey. Just to be loosey-goosey. Uh-huh. Sit around.
1: Uh-huh, but you don't have no structure.
0: I don't. Uh-huh. All I've got is glitter all over the place. <laughs> What's up? This is Len, a.k.a. the bat and I'm joined by my partner, Hey, <laughs> it's Vincent <been Sir> Williams. <laughs> Welcome to the Binge Lounge, ladies and gentlemen. Um, a very special Christmas edition. Yes, ain't nothing Christmasy about it. We just oh, don't feel like doing no or work.
1: Or holiday, holiday, holiday. For those who
0: who may not celebrate, you, you know, for whatever you celebrate, you know, Kwanzaa,
1: Hanukkah. Yes, yes, Festivus for the rest of us. I just watched that episode. I, um, <laughs> you have to. It's uh, tis the season. Yes. You could say that this binge lounge is the airing of grievances. Perhaps you'll have to explain that it, it. it's a bit of the airing. Well, I mean, not really. Okay, like grievances is strong. Yeah, but but it's 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 not structured. No, it's not. So we're talking. It's the airing of things that perhaps don't fit into the structure. See, already this is this is how new religions start. <laughs> this is just how new religions start. So you. Have, the, the the conservative, traditional festivus, festivians. <laughs> and I've already broken off because I want to expand the definition of grievances. So now we'll have two sects of people who celebrate festivus. Mm-hmm. And we'll argue about the actual interpretation of festivus. Mm-hmm. And perhaps we can have um, a war with each other. <laughs> Why we got to have a war? Because that's the way it works when religions split off. At some point, we're all going to have a war with each other and argue about it. All right. So,
0: I'm just going to dive in. (laughs) Are
1: you going to air some grievances? I'm not. Okay. All right. I'm just going to read some feedback that we've gotten some from the listeners. Well, so you can follow my new interpretation of Festivus. Which is? Th- where, where we've Just, expanded, we've expanded. Right, we'll talk about feats of strength later in the episode. All right, all right.
0: Um, we heard from Simon Pennon uh, Hey, on, Simon, on Twitter says hello from Beirut. All right. I'm excited for a Blues Brothers episode. As a white guy who grew up next to a dairy farm in Ohio, that movie was my first experience with the music of James Brown, Aretha Franklin, Cab Calloway, and the rest. Thanks for keeping me company on my travels.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And safe travels.
0: Oh, and while it's on my mind. Okay. Has anyone been keeping track of which films you guys consider Essential, recommended, at your own risk, <laughs> or don't bother. Also, is there a list of films where the discussion included the phase, or the phrase, I think he meant, in need of a remake? Thanks again. Oh,
1: I don't, I don't think we we're, we've cataloged. We should probably have a list of essential films, though. We should. You just kind of throw that on, on, on our site, if nothing else.
0: But what would make an essential film? What is, What is it essential to? What do you mean by it's an essential film?
1: Well, you know, I always, I've mentioned this before, I always in my head, if I'm putting together a syllabus. Okay. So if the class is Black Film 101. Mm-hmm. And for just for the sake of rounding it out, like I would never do this because you never have enough time, we would say fifteen films. Oh, that's a weird number. Okay. Or ten films. Okay. That would serve as a primer. Mm-hmm. Like you're in no way whatsoever an expert about black film. This would be an introductory course. Mm-hmm. What would be on that list? And and we've kind of played around with that sort of thing, but but I don't think we've actually said the Michelle Mission essential list. And, and certainly We've messed around with it, but we've never... Yeah, you're right. We've, yeah, never and we've had films that we've said, oh, this is essential viewing. I mean, just recently we said um, In the Heat of the Night. Yes. And we said this is essential filming, and, and the argument is that this is a prime example of a specific moment in black film history. Mm-hmm. Represents this Sidney Poitier moment. Mm-hmm. Or the color purple, Yes, which is a film that left such a mark mm-hmm. on the culture mm-hmm. that this this would be not not only a, an essential film because it represents this moment but you see the DNA in so many other films. Right. Which, you, which right. you also said something like Daughters of the Dust. Yes, I know we definitely said that of, of right. that film. So I, I think we've, we've talked about it when we've seen it, that, oh, well, these films are part of the DNA or, or this part of the blueprint. You kind of know it when you see it. You kind of
0: know it when we see it, but I don't know how much we've kept track of it. I'm curious as I'm thinking about that in my head and just trying to think of like, um, it's kind of easy to say films like Daughters of the Dust, Color Purple... In the heat of the night, right, you know are like essential right black films, but there's a film that I 'm thinking of to me I'm thinking of an essential black film, but maybe you can argue it right, and to me, that would be uh coming to America why well, I think that the emergence of Eddie Murphy as a talent is an important part of black movie history. Absolutely. I think that coming to America gives you a a good sampling of what he offers to that conversation. Okay. Um, As far as his acting in general, his comedy, his creativity, and just the, the presence that is Eddie Murphy. Right. I think that's all on display in that film. Um, It's a comedy. It's a fun comedy. It's a comedy that wears well. Right. That hasn't you know that um, is still you can put it on now you can still laugh at it. Uh, Features um, not only is it a good cast, but it's it's a uh, cast that covers different um, generations sure. of black acting mm-hmm. in it and black comedy as right. well. So I would say Coming to America is kind of like, to me, if I'm making like an essential black film list, that's a film that could be on there. But if you were to tell me, if someone's to say, well, if I'm going to pick an Eddie Murphy movie right. to put on that list... Right that I might go with 48 Hours. Right. Because that's the movie where he, like, explodes. Right. And an argument could be made about that. Right.
1: Right. But,
0: But, you know, but to me, I think just coming to America just gives you everything. Whereas 48 Hours gives you Eddie, but it doesn't give you everything that he's
1: got. Right. I think Eddie Murphy almost, like, like I th- I'm, I'm almost positive Michael Jackson is technically in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He is three times. Three times, because I think the Jackson Five, right? The Jacksons, and then Michael Jackson. No, as a solo artist. No, or, you're wrong. Or, or, or he's 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 with, in it twice. He's in it twice with the Jackson Five. Yeah, the, the Jacksons are right, not. The Jacksons in the- are not. But, but my point is, there these talents, or, or like you go. To um, And you see the, 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 the stars on Hollywood Boulevard, mm-hmm. and you have stars who have different stars, mm-hmm. like, like Dean Martin is on there for, like he has a star for television, he has a star for recording, he has a star for- No, he doesn't. No, he does. I was just there. He has more than one star he's on the Hollywood. He's not the only person like that, though. Really? There are a bunch of them that have different stars. I didn't know that because you get a star for you know they have the little symbol. Yeah, yeah, the it's symbol. The radio, of what what is it for? A film or so whatever. So you have people who have different stars because they're they've done different things. So in the case of someone like Eddie Murphy, mm-hmm. I feel like Eddie Murphy has three distinct moments that if you were talking about like you almost have to like like i know this is kind of moving away a little bit like i think coming to america okay so i have these 10 films i gotta talk about eddie murphy so i'm gonna pick coming america to talk about eddie murphy okay but in like black film 202 Mm -hmm. which would be featuring eddie murphy like like if you did i don't know a half a semester on eddie murphy I would pick not forty-eight hours, but Beverly Hills Cop, and this is you know Eddie Murphy at the zenith of of his okay. crossover appeal. Mm-hmm. Coming America, coming to America, mm-hmm. which is is for lack of a more elegant phrase, like this is his black movie, right? Like like this is just unapologetically black Eddie Murphy, which is different than crossover Eddie Murphy. Okay. And then you do something like Dr. Doolittle or, 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 or even, um, the nutty professor, because I do think Eddie Murphy's career in the past 15, 20 years as almost family friendly or more family friendly Eddie Murphy Mm -hmm. is distinct from these other two periods. That's true. That's true. So, but it's an interesting exercise, and, and, and I think I like it. Like, I think we should have a, a list and, and certainly add to the list mm-hmm. as time go, goes on. Because we've, we've certainly had this conversation at least a half dozen times where we've said, this is essential viewing. I mean, just what we said. just And we just named like three of them mm-hmm. that we've reviewed. And I know if you go through the archives, there are films that we've said, oh, you, right, you have to watch this. Right. right. And then give the reasons why. If you were stuck on a desert island. Yes.
0: And you could only have three black films. Three black films. Stuck on a desert island.
1: Stuck on a desert island. Top of my head. Rattle them off very quickly. Uptown Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Do the right thing. Hmm. And my third one might be coming to America. Wow. Interesting. Just off the top of my head. Wow. And if I thought about it longer, I probably would pick something different. But I'm almost positive Uptown Saturday night and do the right thing would make the cut immediately.
0: See um uh, for
1: you. I would
0: say Uptown Saturday night. That, that movie is insane. Uh Friday.
1: Oh, that's a good one. And Love Jones. That's a good one too. That's a good one too. My um Notice I got. Long God, me along twice got lead me a long try <laughs> you, you know my 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 long threatened um Django unchained episode mm-hmm. where where I'm talking about sorry, sorry. it is a western there it is so <laughs> there it is there it is there it is <laughs> we're, we're we're programming it hey, <laughs> hey 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 it's Lucy goosey <laughs> Django is a western that's right all right so I'm switching out posse. And I'm going to do Django. Okay, then I'll take Posse. All right, and I'll do Django and Bucking the Preacher. And I still got to do Gang of Roses. You still got to do Gang of Roses. <laughs> got to do Gang of Roses. I got to do Gang of Roses. I got to do Gang of Roses. <laughs> and you have or have not seen Gang of Roses. I've never I never heard of this movie. Boy, you talking about it. <laughs> there is a part of me I want to sit next to you and just watch <laughs> you watch Gang of Roses. Speaking of which... Um. <laughs> oh no, no! But I just let me just finish my okay. Love Jones thing. Okay. So my long threatened Django Unchained yes. episode and my arguing about Django Unchained as a great black love story. Mm-hmm. Part of my argument is as much as we talk about these great black love stories in films, right? Loving basketball, Brown Sugar, mm-hmm. Mahogany, all of them joints. Are mad problematic if you think about them for longer than thirty seconds. Except Love Jones, yes, exactly. I think Love Jones is 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 my favorite black love story. Like I think it's mine. I think it is a great black love story. Yes, as opposed to X in Love and Basketball, who's actually an asshole. Yes, like I like them ending up together at the end is like, I don't know, I mean I guess I'm happy for him. Mm-hmm. Or Tay Diggs, who who's like I think Tay Diggs was the original Bruh. boy.
0: and yeah, probably that's a good point.
1: Like in in him and Brown Sugar, and then Mahogany, like quietly when she comes back at the end to help Brian and and with his and, and with his campaign. Why well, she got to give up her dream? Yeah, to go and run around after him.
0: I think the only reason people like rally behind Love and Basketball, and don't get me wrong, I, I oh, like I, the movie. I love Love and Basketball, but, but but the reason why you you feel okay at the end is because she's the one with the NBA career.
1: I understand all that, but she's too good for him. No, you're right. Like I, like quietly, you're right. She's too good for him. Yeah, but that
0: that's I mean like like. Your wife's too good for you. Hey, yes, she is. So it, it
1: happens. But I know that. And she wasn't chasing after me. Well, well he learned that. Right, like she, she's chasing <laughs> after him. It's like, why are you chasing after this piece of Bruh. negro? <laughs> it's the Bench lounge. It's Lucy goosey right? You ain't say nothing when I said he was the original Bruh. boy in brown sugar. I, no, I didn't. Okay. No, I didn't. It's the Bench lounge. It's
0: the Bench lounge.
1: So there you go. Django spent two hours, two solid hours, going to get his wife. That's the entire plot of Django Unchained. You're right. You're absolutely right. And in the midst of blood and fire and death, he also found some time to train his horse to do little tricks. True. I went to the bowels of hell to rescue you. Blood, fire, and death is actually right behind us. But that's not a gift. That's not a show of love. That's just what I'm supposed to do. Like, you're my wife. Like, that's actually what I'm supposed to do. Right. It says so. It says so in the oath. But as a gentleman, I also don't come to you empty-handed. So I did what I was supposed to do. Two hours, I did what I was supposed to do. I murdered everyone. To get to you. Vince, we'll be doing this in February. As a gentleman, however, I also bring you a sign of affection. So I taught the horse to do some tricks. And the horse did the little tricks. The horse did the little tricks. Y'all can't see me. I'm padamining. He's I'm doing little I'm tricks. Adam I'm Django's horse doing little tricks. He literally is up on all fours right. doing tricks. Doing little, do, doing little tricks because I'm a gentleman. I'm your husband. But I'm also a gentleman.
0: Yes. So in February, ladies and gentlemen,
1: <laughs> we can just we can just cut this part out. <laughs> we're going to no, put it oh no. in the okay. jank overview.
0: In February, we're doing westerns. We're in February, we're doing westerns. Black westerns. Yes, I think sir. you may have heard the lineup. So yeah, I
1: was about to say <laughs> programming in real time. So there you go. There you go.
0: All right. Um, I was going someplace else, but let me just go. But here. But,
1: but I want to thank
0: the, who, who, the tweeter uh, Simon Simon Pennant. Thank you, Simon. Penna. Thank you, Simon. Thank you, Simon, and we will get on creating that list. Yes. Uh, all right. Mr. Senior Love Daddy. Hey, Mr. Senior Love Daddy. Speaking of Do the Right Thing. I can see the point in Whoopi Goldberg's performance in Ghost being overrated. Yes. I think it's more to your point that directors not knowing what to do with her and then, like Sister act, she gets a vehicle where she does shine and is still underwhelming because she can still do so much more and the Oscar win seems like a makeup like Denzel in Training Day. Almost like the Academy said we know you should have gotten it earlier since you showed a little something in this film and we'll make it up now.
1: I 100% agree with that. Agree with it. I don't think anyone has ever truly captured Whoopi Goldberg's talent on film. Uh,
0: In regards to our review last week that we did of what was the name of that movie it was oh yes the preacher's Preacher's wife Markham Lee hey Markham with respect to Whitney's mother would you argue this hurt Jennifer Lewis career because this began the phase where she's playing the mother of adults and thus isn't being considered for leading lady roles roles that she could crush uh, so it's like I said. This was probably like the start of her playing. Well, like moms. no,
1: no, because she played Angela Bassett's mother. And what's love got to do with it? And it was, a, and that was before this, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, that would have been before this. Yeah, yeah. that would have been before that. Um, maybe, maybe that was the one. That I would kicked right. Her off. I
1: would argue that started
0: it. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, so. You could argue it, but we've refuted the point.
1: Either way, no, no, no. I think it's a great argument. It's still an right? argument. Just technically, it's not this film. Yeah, this
0: film. It was. It's, but it. it that, and that is true because, and that's why, so many actresses and to a degree actors as well are like, like try to hold off on taking roles that. Well, it's so
1: funny, though. It, Cast it, them as it's older. Sort of, to, to reference a conversation we, we were having off mic that had absolutely nothing to do with films. It's, it's this weird side effect of Black Don't Crack. Yeah. Because there are lots of women, Angela Bassett's age in What's Love Got to Do With and in Whitney Houston's age in... Um, the Preacher's Wife. Who have mothers who look like that. I know. Like they have mothers who look like they could be their sisters.
0: Yeah, that that's true. I know I know one Toya, the host of First Time I heard her mother looks like she could be her younger look,
1: sister. There are lots and lots and lots of women who look like that. Mm-hmm. For years people talked about my mother like she was my sister. Mm-hmm. Felicia Rashad I think is 10 years older than the, than um Sabrina LaBeouf. Oh, yeah. And that's completely realistic like you see black mothers like that all the time mhm mm-hmm. so on the one hand you understand the, the the hollywood dynamic of okay you can't play mothers because you, you know now that's matronly and everything that goes along with that but on the other hand i think it's a I think it's whether it's deliberate or not a little different right when you bring in blackness it's sort of like um I remember there was a skit on, um what's that woman's name who's not funny at all? And and she's already sort of disappeared from our memory.
0: I feel bad if I even try to mention who this person is. I no, don't no, know. no. It
1: was the white woman, and she had a show. Oh, uh, Amy Schumer? See, you knew exactly who I was talking about. Well, <laughs> you said white. you but Right. <laughs> but I also said not really that funny, but was kind of big for second. She had a skit on her show. Where where it was a couple of actresses and they said, Oh, I've reached this age and now I'm going to lose all these roles, this, that, and the other. But you like like you couldn't have like Regina King or Angela Bassett or any of these women in the skit. Right. Cause you know, to use a technical term, like they're still banging. Mm-hmm. Like Angela Bassett is banging. Regina King is banging. Yep. Like, like you look at these... Uh, Neil Long is banging. Well, yes. Neil Long and Regina King are orbiting around 50. Angela Bassett is 60 years old. Like, she's a cold 60 years old. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Lewis, to bring it back to the original point, is 60... Like, she is 60 years old. Mm-hmm. Maybe plus. These... These are not matronly sexless creatures nope. like we talk about. So mm. I, I'm, I'm kind of fascinated by that aspect of Jennifer Lewis plays mothers, but like, like, she still like, like, I think that's I, I like that aspect of her character on blackish where she's a grandmother, but like ain't like she this ain't big mama with no quilt over her lap. That's true. Knitting and, and making pause. So.
0: Very true. Um, in regards to our conversation, this continuing conversation about films that could be red-black. Yes. Ryan Smallwood remembers that during the Driving Miss Daisy episode, Vince, you mentioned a film that could be red-black, The Goofy Movie. Yes. Yes. I heard you, yeah, I, I just remember you saying that's that. not my
1: argument either. Like, that's like I, I know a few 30 year olds who because the Goofy movie apparently left an imprint. A lot of people love that movie, yeah. The Goofy movie left an imprint. Yeah. I, I we were too old when it came out, yeah. It didn't but, hit us like that. But, but I've heard people younger than me talk about the Goofy movie,
0: yeah. I, I heard people like still rep for the music,
1: yeah. And, oh, because, yeah. oh, because little Tevin Campbell plays, on, Tevin Campbell is yeah. on there
0: in the role that they wrote. For Bobby Brown. (laughs) That is a fantastic little piece of of trivia.
1: That is a fantastic piece of trivia. (laughs) And now I'm going to go home and sit in a corner and lament the fact that Bobby Brown was not in the goofy movie. Right. <laughs> that which is why the character if you look at that character again <laughs> yeah. Well, you just said... like yeah, you, you, you see it now, <laughs> right? Clearly that's Bobby Brown. <laughs>
0: that's right. <laughs> uh Deborah Battle. Hey Deborah. I may be a little late with this picture. Um, but what about the movie Pinky? Because oh, of the time oh, yeah. and the fact that the lead actor was going to be white, uh the they cast a white woman in the role of a black woman who looked white enough to pass. Yeah. Uh, If they were doing this movie today, I think Trojan Belisario would be good for the part. As most people don't know, she even has an African-American Creole mother, actress, writer, Deborah Pratt, in real
1: life. I think Pinky might be a black movie, because I think Pinky is a passing movie, isn't it? I believe so. Yeah, yeah I think, yeah. It's I, like think the... I would fold Pinky under. Although, and we talked about this a bit with, oh, I just forgot the movie. There are two versions of it. We did one of the versions. The, 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 the famous passing movie, Imitation of Life. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we talked about this a bit of Imitation of Life. Like, like certainly the remake. You mm-hmm. know, if there are no black people in the movie. Yeah. It, even if it's about black stuff. Like, how do you, but yeah, that's interesting. We need to do Pinky.
0: Andrew Knoll says, So we're finally Andrew. getting that dark crystal review.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, From your list to God's ears, Andrew. I am tempted to go along with you with the dark crystal. Review. I don't care if you are. Just to sit over here and watch you talk about dark crystal. I just want to watch it
0: again. Right, right. Uh Steve Tozen as people they they're they're, they're right, listing now or, movies. I know, I
1: know. I know. Steve Tozen lists the King King of New York. Yeah, yeah, I've actually I've actually gone back and forth I actually, about whether or not that's a black movie. I actually just rewatched that. I movie. was about to say I just watched it a few weeks it's ago. It's not a black movie. I know, I know. It's not a, black but movie. I like it a lot. Yeah, and yeah. I love the cast. Uh, I mean,
0: Christopher Walken is having a ball. Yeah, oh yeah, the, in and that and movie. It's
1: it's a great movie, but it's not a black. I movie. I don't think it's a black movie either. And I'm like, ah. How about Surviving the Game? You know what? I have no memory of Surviving the Game, and me I know either. I saw it. Is me that L O Cool J? Is it? Let me look. Or Ice T
0: let me look. let me find out real quick surviving the game a nineteen ninety four action movie with ice T Ruckard Howard and Gary Busey yeah I... from directed by Ernest Dickerson
1: oh
0: I don't know we are right on the fault line with these things I don't know is that the move i I'm drawing a blank on that movie
1: oh that's one of those um yeah that's one of the um Deadliest, you know, the deadliest prey movies. Right? Oh, okay. Where they hunt iced tea in the woods.
0: Oh, that, yeah, that might, yeah, that might make the cut.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's pretty black with iced tea as as the prey. Jonathan Clark throws up
0: Scarface. That's not a black movie.
1: It's not a black movie, but again.
0: I mean, just because you love, love it doesn't mean it was a black right, movie. Right,
1: right. And, and could, we, but could we read it black? Read it from a black, I mean, we could read it from a black perspective. I don't know what it, Mm. What that looks like.
0: Mm. Uh how about aliens versus predators?
1: Is that the one not Lathan? Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about that one either. Predator has some really interesting racial connections. Like you think about Predator Two, you my friend uh Chris Randolph is uh fascinated by um Call Weather's character mm-hmm. in the first Predator and how he kind of throws them to the wolves and and he kind of represents these government concerns. And, and he has this really interesting perspective on Carl Weathers' character being black in Predator. And then, of course, again, Danny Glover plays the, the, the main character in Predator too. So I'm always... My ears always perk up with race conversations around the Predator films.
0: Joanne Blaylock. Hey, Joanne. Left us a very interesting message. Okay, uh, this was in regards to. I, I think this was in regards to our Thanksgiving show, which where we replayed driving. driving the Sish.
1: Daisy. yes, yes.
0: Okay. <laughs> I don't, did you read this? No, I didn't. Okay. So this episode was so good, I had to take notes. I remembered how Vince went in, but I had forgotten how many excellent points he made off. Whoa, there you go. First off, I love how Vince starts the episode with their eyes were watching God. Second, Jessica Tandy definitely could not have been in Steel Magnolia's. She can't act her way out of a paper bag.
1: Oh, oak.
0: Some hilarious quotes from Sir Vince. Quote, I wish for God you call me on Thanksgiving.
1: (laughs) And (laughs) you have to complete the thought unless (laughs) unless it is to hide a body and I'm still not finished. And I am somehow implicated <laughs> in the murder. <laughs> if you murder somebody on your own and I have an alibi, you better not call me until the next day. She also quotes you <laughs> quote
0: This bullshit Bro. right here. <laughs> Unquote. Which, she says, I found myself saying continuously while watching this tripe. This movie is garbage. I'm embarrassed I ever liked it. Shame on me and shame on you, Len, for caping for this trash.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She liked that old white lady in that episode of Game of Thrones. Shame. She's not done. Oh, (laughs) but wait, there's more. Look,
0: it's okay to like terrible movies, (laughs) but don't defend them, bruh. And I must disagree with the idea that this movie isn't about them, but about Daisy. Nah, that's some bullshit too. Oh my goodness. Because this movie was pushed as a buddy film.
1: (laughs) Mm, they were (laughs) pals getting into misadventures
0: white people love to romanticize this era they really promoted this as a friendship love story I'm in my office listening to this shouting amen after everything Vince says it's a damn shame Dan Aykroyd showed up and took the studio's money that line took me out I love you guys so much great episode great repeat choice even though I disagree completely with with Len. I still <laughs> loved listening to him try and fight for something he likes. The back and forth is excellent. You guys are some real
1: ones. <laughs> well, thank you. Post for your benefit, I just got in an argument with my father last week about driving Miss Daisy. Because he likes driving Miss Daisy. My father loves driving Miss Daisy. I all, look, look, I always acknowledge that as much as I disagree. Like, you are in good company. Because I think my father re-listened to it, too. And he was angry. Well, I will say this. My father was angry at you for not defending it more vigorously. <laughs> <I> <laughs> just last week, me my, I actually called my mom about something. And I was talking to my mom. And, you know, my parents are old people, so they just had me on the speaker all the time. Visit. <laughs> I just listened to it, and, and then he went in. <laughs> so here, I was like talking to my mom I didn't know like about mom son stuff oh this you know I had a little cousin Vincent and I just heard Vincent <laughs> <laughs> and you were 10 years old again oh you know my dad is also hilarious I saying, cause I said Vincent like he says it when my father calls and leaves a message this is how my father calls and leaves me a message Vincent pause. This is your father. Because <laughs> he wants to make sure that I know who it is. Somehow my dumb brother may not know it's my dad calling. Visit. it? This is your father. <laughs> but thank you, Joey. Thank you. <laughs>
0: Thank you very much. Oh, Lord. (laughs) That was funny. (laughs) Lynn! This is your partner, Vince. (laughs) Don't you ever, (laughs) don't you you ever, for God, leave me a message like that (laughs) on my phone. All right. So, one of the things we thought we might do, ladies and gentlemen, is um, looking back over as we. Continue on our trek to two hundred, as you see we've we've mapped out that February we're going to be doing <laughs> westerns
1: that's that's right
0: in case you missed it earlier, we're going to be reviewing Buck and the Preacher, Gang of roses, posse, and um Django Unchained Django Unchained in February So look for that for black history Month for Black History Month, all right. But one of the things we thought that we'd do is looking back over, you know, all of these shows that we've done and all these reviews and see if there are any reviews that we maybe on second viewing, second recollection, want to take back, want to
1: change. i say maybe adjust a little adjust. bit. Adjust. Right. We've had, we've had, we have a lot more experience now, frankly. That's very true. So. Very true,
0: so what say you, Vince? Is there any movie over the one hundred and eighty six films that we have reviewed that you uh find yourself thinking a little differently on?
1: Not many. <laughs> you know, I am very much I said what I said, mm-hmm. but I don't think I got across as much. That I like beyond the lights.
0: Oh, like I think if Google and Batha-Raw. right,
1: and uh, Nate Parker right, and Gina by the wood, Bithwood, I thought somebody said that she pronounced it by the wood.
0: Oh, does she? Okay.
1: Regardless, I don't know if it came across how much I liked it. Mm-hmm. Like I think it, it it was it sounded much more negative than oh, I wanted okay. it to. Like like I did have. A couple of, of, of aspects of the film that I didn't think were successful. But mm-hmm. I felt like I spent way more time on that than I did. And part of that, I think I think sometimes I almost have a conversation in my head that I don't have on the mic. hmm So I liked so much of it, and then I didn't talk. Like it was like it almost goes without saying that I overall liked it. Gotcha. But then I did. And when I re-listened to our episode on um, a piece of the action. And I've noticed this, frankly, about, the, the, it's like, if, if, you, if you listen to, listen to me talk about Bill Cosby from the very beginning. Like, I, I was so funny. I was just talking to my wife about this the other day. Like, I realized I am still very angry at mm-hmm. Bill Cosby mm-hmm. like I'm still at that point of mm-hmm. grief right the anger stage yeah and as much as I think a piece of the action is the weakest of the three mm-hmm. and it is mm-hmm. and it is like I still like it like I still like it like if a piece of the action came on when I went home right now I'd watch it like I think it's a very um what's what's the word I want to use serviceable serviceable and also it's, it's a film that, that has some issues mm-hmm. but I think I like it more than I let on like like I, I, I feel like we really ripped into it or at least I really ripped into it mm-hmm. and I have to acknowledge that a lot of that is my anger at Bill, like I'm still very angry at him Okay. so that that colors my my reviews of the films that we've watched that he's in it, it didn't color Ghost Dad. Say, now, Ghost Dad was a piece of <laughs> shit. Bruh. <laughs> but those are my big ones. Those are my big ones. Beyond the Lights, I don't think I came across as positively as I should have. Mm-hmm. And 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 <clears throat> all three of, of the the Bill Cosby films that we've done with Sidney Poitier.
0: Okay. I mean, my only... I'm pretty good at saying what I feel as well. Right, right, right. <laughs> said what I said. Um I have a couple of regrets. I do have a, one regret is that I reviewed and I think I may have mentioned this before. Um I reviewed Black Dynamite on the show with the comedian Daryl Charles. Yes. And it was fun. I loved it. Daryl's a friend, so it was fun sitting down with Daryl talking about um, talking about that film. But we reviewed that because you were moving that week, right? And my regret is that I did that with Daryl, and I've learned that ever since. Like, I will never do a show without you. Okay. With all due respect to Daryl.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I love
0: Daryl but you know we like did a show with we've done a couple yeah um and we will do more and we will do more uh uh but you know it, it's the dynamic between the two yeah, of us yeah, yeah, yeah. you know it's so a learning curve yeah but but uh, that was so that's a regret like you know i i wouldn't i would never do that again um i've said that i've come around on the last dragon <laughs> I recognize it for the cult classic that everybody else feels that it is. Uh, and I acknowledge that. I embrace it. Live long and prosper with Bruce Leroy. You possess the power of the glow. No, get that shit off of me. <laughs> they can see you now. Uh, we know which one of us has the power of the glow. Look, y'all.
1: <laughs> so here's the thing. <laughs> we actually talked about this in the in the Men in Black episode. Oh, did we? We, we, we talked about it. So little known, well, it's not little known if you know me. One of my gigs. Oh, that's right. When I was younger is that I was a professional gift rapper.
0: <laughs> not a professional rapper. No, a a,
1: a, a professional rapper with a W. Gift rapper, like I've been professionally trained to rap gifts. Those of those of you who are a certain age remember when department stores Mm -hmm. used to have gift wrap department. Yep, and you don't see them as much now. No, but but back in the day, like you know, well until you know, almost the twenty first century. Yeah, like about into the '90s, I would say. Right, like Cobbs, I think they still, you still see them periodically. Macy's too. Macy's, you have gift wrap departments. Yep. Where it's usually old ladies. Yes, it's usually old ladies. It is usually old spinster ladies. It is usually old ladies back there wrapping gifts.
0: Yes, who have taken taken a break. Yes, from doing their um. What are those books that they put together? Um. (laughs) (laughs) Scrapbook, scrapbooking, Uh, scrapbooking. right? Scrapbooking (laughs) to come in to wrap
1: your gifts. Well, through a series of young Vincent shenanigans (laughs) in his Mm twenties, I ended up working in the gift wrap department. You remember the store? Oh, it was Woodward and Lothrop. Uh, It was Woodward. it, It was Woodward and Lothrop. Is it's the same family that owns Star Bridges?
0: I never heard of Star Bridges.
1: Star Bridges used to be here in Philly.
0: I think there was never no star bridges in Philly.
1: Straw bridges. Straw bridges. Straw bridges. Oh, right, right. Okay. So the straw bridges family in in Maryland in the DMV, it was Woodward and Lothrop. Gotcha. Woody's. That's actually where I met my wife. Really. I worked. You in, wrapped her gift. Uh, no, I worked in the gift wrap department, and Wendy worked in the men's department. Just wait a minute. I know, right? Wait a minute. I know. Whoa. I, it, it is. It is. You the, were in the gift. Wrap I department. worked in the gift wrap department. And she was she in She worked in the men's department. Continue. And I, and I actually, I, <laughs> it's probably too much. This explains she to, a lot. I used to say, who is that? Who is that? Like, I I like, Who's that right there? And you know, I had to make it my business. Mm. To meet this woman, so like, yes, I do gift wrap, but Wendy also has the ability to match ties with shirts, Mm -hmm. like because she worked in the The men's department. department. All right, yes, because I'm, I've been trained professionally (laughs) to wrap gifts. So she knows how
0: to dress up as a man, and you know how to curl a ribbon. I know continue. how to continue. I know how to
1: curl a ribbon. That's right. <laughs> okay, it's, we, uh, it's a very progressive house. <laughs> it is no shame. My wife is the stemy person, and I'm the humanities person. I mean, it's the truth. She's a scientist, and I, you know, I'm an English guy. Anyway, anyway, it's the binge lounge, loosey goosey. This explains that hiring people to put the lights up at your house. Right. (laughs) Because I have been trained to wrap gifts, I am in charge of wrapping gifts. Mm -hmm. And as we move into the holiday season, Mm -hmm. this is kind of like my Super Bowl. Like, this is my time. (laughs) Of course, because you don't like football. Right, because I don't (laughs) like football. But I knew the Super Bowl was a time when y'all, you know, it's back and forth. (laughs) So I am in the midst of wrapping gifts at my house.
0: Oh my god.
1: And there's glitter on some of the ribbon, which I've gotten on myself. <laughs> and Lynn has been teasing me <laughs> since I got here. I have glitter on myself. So that's what all the glitter, that's what all the slick talk about glitter is.
0: Hey, missionaries, we want to invite you February 27th, 2020. The Michelle Mission is doing a live event. We're doing our 200th episode and we are reviewing Shaq which will be followed by a 70s soundtrack soul train dance party DJ by international DJ himself Scheme Richards. It all takes place at World Cafe Live here in Philadelphia. Tickets are on sale at bshowmission.com or worldcafelive.com Right now Get them, drink specials, having fun, come dressed in the 70s. I got my bell bottoms. I bought Vince in Afro <laughs> with mutton chops. There you go. We're going to have a ball. That's right. See you there.
1: Shout. Your regrets. You have a few.
0: don't even remember
1: we were just talking about black dynamite and daryl charles
0: yes and then i talked about
1: um the last dragon and i said you possess the power to glow and then you made some little slick comment about oh i know who's glowing and you're talking about me and the glitter now everybody's caught up now we're all caught up Vince got some glitter on his face we're all caught up and I've backed myself in the corner, like I can't use gift bags and stuff, because then people are like, "Why is Vince mad at me? Why didn't he wrap my gift? <laughs> Why don't I have some elaborately wrapped gift with this ribbon and with five bows and you so you know?" Um. Okay. Another one
0: of my regrets, and I have a, not a lot, but a couple. standing regret. I feel I was being constructive. <laughs> However, perhaps I was a little harsh in my review of big words.
1: Ah, yes, and our our our, our blood enemy.
0: Now, <laughs> our review of big words brought Dorian Mystic into our life, and that is something that we cherish. Yes, very forever. much so.
1: However, Overdue, by the way. Well, he, it will, we will be visiting I know, him. I, I know we're working on it. it, it we're actively putting together calendars. Yes, January. and it looks yes. like that's going to happen in right. January. Hopefully. God oh, willing, hopefully. the Kirk don't rise. That's right.
0: So it brought him into our orbit, which then brought Simone Mystic into our orbit, which brought Omar Dorsey into our orbit. Lovely,
1: lovely, lovely. However.
0: However. <laughs> Apparently, my arch-villain is the director of Big Words, Neil Drumming. Which is too bad. That's, that's he's shame. not an arch-villain.
1: but I said blood enemy. He's a blood enemy. Blood enemy. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Because not only has... I think Dorian has expressed <laughs> that Neil may have some choice words I for know, us. I know. But even Ariel Johnson has expressed that he may have some choice I words know. for us. And it's a shame. It is a shame. Again, I put it out there. I welcome him to come to the show. I would love to review I, a movie I, I, with him. I, would,
1: yes, absolutely. That's
0: right. I don't see it happening. I mean But I would love for You it. never
1: know what the day will bring.
0: Um so there's that. And I look I you know I thought I was being constructive. Hey, hey, hey. You said what you said. Yeah, maybe there you go. Um my
1: other <laughs> This is like the corrections at the end of an episode of Fox News. <laughs> like, I did my two. You're still going. I know. <laughs> Which is
0: bad. <laughs> but it's not really a regret. Okay. Because, like I said, I stand by pretty much all of my reviews. Right? Mm-hmm. I really do. Um, however, I will say that upon, you know, like re-contemplation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. You know. You know whatever. That um, the world, the flesh, and the devil.
1: Oh, sucky, sucky. We didn't tell each other our regrets, so I, I'm learning this in real time. What about it? It's not a bad movie. Oh! Oh, snap!
0: it's not a bad movie it's 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 please elaborate well talk some more well looking back on it you you have to admire like one you have to admire the staging of it which I think I did mention you did
1: you did we I mentioned acknowledged that acknowledge the sets and the right. stage design. we did you did you did but Harry Belafonte <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. What about Harry Belafonte in his acting?
0: He does not do a bad job. Oh. He's he's, he's better than I look gave him credit.
1: At, what did you do? Did you go back and rewatch it? Yes. <laughs>
0: okay. Okay. He's better All right. than I gave him All right. Credit for me. Look at you.
1: Sorry. And look at God. anything else no well that's it you had to work (laughs) up that's it you know our next science our our next um octavia what do we do in april or in april yeah octavia april April, I was going to do z for zachariah Mm. which is sort of it's not a remake no but but it has a lot in common with the the what is it the word that the world the World, the Flesh, and the double. The World, the Flesh, and the Devil. And so I have a list of black science fiction to pull from. And I looked at Zephyr Zachariah. And I said, you know, I kind of want. I was like, oh, do I really want to deal with Lynn talking about Harry? <laughs> <laughs> like, do I want that energy in my life in April?
0: Do I bring bad energy? I don't think I bring bad energy. Well, now
1: you, you talk about, well, no, <laughs> about Harry Belafonte. Well, okay. About Harry Belafonte okay. in particular. But, yes. Um, all right. All right.
0: That's not bad. I'm not saying I've turned a corner on him.
1: No, no, no. no just that, that be, look. Acknowledging. We go performance by performance. Exactly. Exactly. That's what, right. I, that's what I try to do. Right, right. Like I think we both agreed. Um, I'm losing the names of these movies. What was the first movie he was in with Dorothy Dandridge? With the little magic boy who controlled bees?
0: Oh, that's um, Bright Road.
1: Bright Road. Like we both... Agreed he was abysmal. Yeah. In Bright Road. Yeah, he just sort of, of wandered around bumping into things his big coat. Right. So <laughs> so we go performance by performance. All right. Okay. Speaking of old episodes in history this is probably a good time to pivot into a conversation and hopefully we can have a conversation about without something falling and hitting us in the head. Okay, so listen. About Meteor Man. <sighs>
0: Look, (laughs) I don't know. This is probably like in our first year. We sat down with our friend Jordan Calling. We sure did, and uh, her friend, who she was doing a show with on Philly Cam at the time. I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank on the gentleman's name. um, To review Meteor Man by Robert Townsend. Robert Townsend's Meteor Man. It was a it was a fun review. I had a ball. We had a great time reviewing that. I forget what happened. Something happened. We did, we didn't hit record or whatever. It was like very early on, kind of early on in our in our. It,
1: it didn't. You didn't know immediately. No, I didn't. Like, I remember, oh, right, right, right. Okay, All Because right. it was afterwards. Right, right, because that's the
0: important part. Like, we never know at the time. Yeah, we didn't know at the time. Yeah. So it didn't record. and right. And we had jumped through crazy amounts of hoops to get that show scheduled. Yes. So we were, weren't able to reschedule it. We eventually did get Jordan on the phone, on, on the show but we weren't able to at that time we reviewed we reviewed the Wiz with her yeah, right, right. and Charmelle right right and we weren't able to make that reconnection to to get back to, to review, review Meteor-, Meteor Man
1: and remember Meteor Man is surprisingly difficult to find yes cuz it's not streaming it's not streaming it's it, the DVDs are hard like mm-hmm. it's it's not an easy film to get so mm-hmm. like I remember we had jumped through the hoops to even watch it. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, it was a weird print of it on on YouTube.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think like it was like that. And, like, the
1: speed was, then you had to do something to make the speed right.
0: Yeah, it was really jacked up. Apparently, that is still the case because. Fast forward. Fast forward two years. um, We got the opportunity to
1: do it again. Right. Talking about Daryl Charles. Speaking of Daryl.
0: When we went to to Baltimore to sit down with Daryl to review, um, what do we review with him? We the was, distinguished gentleman. The distinguished gentleman. Right. So
1: that distinguished gentleman episode, we actually taped two episodes that day. Right. Because we
0: actually also sat down with comedian Brian Preston. Right. To review Meteor Man,
1: and it was a fun review. Another fun. Meteor Man if you've never seen it and I'm going to stop talking about it because I don't want this I don't want the binge lounge to get erased it's a great movie to talk about yes it is Um, but a
0: funny thing happened on the way to editing that show which was the one that we were going to air over Thanksgiving right we were holding it back to air over Thanksgiving going to edit it it appears that there was a, a huge short happens uh like about ten minutes into the recording on one of the one of the chords, and then apparently it was uh the cord that Brian was was holding. And then the rest of his his uh audio is like shorting out left and right. Like right, right. Cannot, it is indistinguishable. So we weren't able to do a review of Meteor Man. Again. Again. And now we're kind of scared. We're scared to do Meteor Man.
1: Right. We believe we have been cursed. <laughs> We've been cursed by Meteor Man. And I wonder
0: if it has anything to do with the fact that in the, our review of a Hollywood shuffle we kept calling it Harlem Shuffle. Harlem Shuffle. <laughs> So much so that if you look at our promo flyer for that episode, it says says
1: Harlem Shuffle.
0: Harlem Shuffle.
1: So you think perhaps Robert Townsend cursed us? Perhaps. I mean. Because the the Hollywood Shuffle episode was after the five heartbeats. It was. So that one was already in the can. So he was good with us. So he was good with us. But because we, and let's be clear, when we say we, it was me. Like I kept calling it Harlem Shuffle. I think I'd call it yeah, once because I know i'd I always call it Harlem, I think Shelf. I may have been guilty too. I'm not going to let you. so 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 you're 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 theorizing that Robert Townsend felt disrespected, yes, and he used his until now unknown black warlock powers, yes, and he's cursed us I mean well, what else is he doing but? Uh, now see 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 right there right there that's the kind of talk (laughs) that's the kind of talk right there that gets us cursed that's that's what gets us cursed so now I don't know
0: what we're going to do with Meteor Man we may have to hold off Meteor Meteor Man may have to be the last
1: black film. The last <laughs> episode <laughs> will be Meteor Man. Wow. So the final episode. The final episode will be Meteor Man. will be Meteor Man. You you heard it here first, folks. You heard it here first. Yeah. So there we you go. We start with Uptown Saturday Night, and we end with Meteor Man. Yes. That is. Sounds about right somehow. It tracks. Like, somehow that sounds <laughs> It right. sounds right. Yeah. You yeah. know? So, there you go. All right. Well, we figured it out. Real-time <laughs> programming. Real-time
0: I was real slick with my mouth right there, wasn't I? I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm- See? 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 Neil Drummond don't fuck with us right now. <laughs> We'll never get Robert Townsend Right, notice. Right, we'll never get... It's like Neil Drummond, Robert Townsend. Right. This is why Neil Drummond... Right, you want to say some slick Bruh. shit about Lena Waithe real quick? No, I love Lena Waithe. Right, right. Well, I love Robert Townsend and Neil Drumming. Again, I loved big words. <laughs> I liked it. Right, right. Reminded me of a tribe called Quest. I was melancholy. As a grown b boy, what what what? Oh my God! What are you about to say? you Lynn has a look on his face. What are you about to say? Would that documentary be a black film? I mean, it's a the, black film. The, it's the tribe not, called Quest yeah, documentary. Mm-hmm. You about to say? But it was in the film right? It was you, in the theaters. Yeah, you about to say same slick bruh? She said during the review. No, I'm just saying we should, right. we should review that yeah. film. Yeah, oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, we talked about it. We talked about it. It's, it's it. it like it really hit me. Like I was melancholy as a grown b boy.
0: You were not, not a b boy. I mean, you were a gift rapper. I was both. <laughs> I, I
1: hold multitudes. There's no b boys gift rapping. I hold multitudes. I'm like Walt, whole, multitudes of ribbons, I'm like Walt Whitman in Lanks and Langston Hughes. The river speaks of. Uh, Damn, I just forgot the rest of the quote. The River Speaks of...
0: um... Quick, unwrap the book and read it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My brother has a theory. My brother has a theory. My brother says that every man should be able to do, and I forget the ratio, but it's like three useful things. Like you should be able to do three, you should be able to do three things that are useful. Like if, if, if civilization fell, Mm-hmm. you should have like every man should have three useful skills, okay, but he should also have two like silly skills, like two things that are not that are frivolous, like you should have two friv- like to be a well rounded man okay you should have a few like two frivolous skills, okay, and one of my frivolous skills is gift wrap <laughs> what,
0: what are you what are your useful ones?
1: i have a fair money i can I can start a fire
0: oh, that's right, you told me you can start a fire yeah, with wood yeah, and like, stuff like, like
1: that. Like I have a fair amount of useful skills. Quietly, like if civilization falls, I'll survive for about three four months. Well, I will too. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I'm going to my friend Eric's house. Go to Eric's house, right? Right. I can field dress an animal. What's field dressing animal? It's when you go hunt and and you clean it, Be- like before you actually clean it. Like when you're out in the woods and you clean it. Like you usually use like a stream to clean the stuff out. You know, you gut it right there i know how to do that 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 sounds eerie you know it's so funny we kind of talked about this like like people are boy scouts and oh you were Boy Scout. oh i was a boy scout too and then like i talk to people about their boy scout experiences and then people get quiet when i talk about the stuff we learned in the boy scouts and i think i was like my scout master was a prepper well you went i think you went further because how long were you a boy scout uh, probably I was like fifteen. Like I can tell you exactly when I when I stopped going to the Boy Scouts, when my best friend got his driver's license. So you stopped when you were around fifteen. Yeah, I was about fifteen. When did you start? Oh, I started uh, like immediately. Like I went through the the
0: ranks. I was a Cub Scout. I was a so you boy. started when you were like about seven or eight. Yeah, most of the people I know. Yeah, 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 That were a scout.
1: Yeah,
0: maybe two years. Yeah.
1: Oh no, I was in it. No, you was. See, that's why. You're talking about regrets. One of my very few regrets is that I didn't become an Eagle Scout. Like, I didn't stick it out and become an Eagle Scout. Mm. It's like one of my very few regrets in my life. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, yeah. I was, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you have a... (laughs) Don't let the smooth taste fool you. I have a couple skills. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like they f*** around with me like they did with iced tea and put me out in the woods if they want. All right. You best stretch. This ain't going to be no easy time f- with it. Put me out in the woods. I gift wrap your ass. Bruh.
0: Okay. <laughs> Before we get out of here, I would be remiss. And George Kimono would slap me upside the head. Oh, no.
1: Don't do that.
0: If I did not try and nail you down. Oh, for so, right now on the mic, we are gonna do it on the mic. Well, we've been programming everything else.
1: Right, 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 right.
0: Um, when are we gonna do another? Well, quiet as kept. We're gonna have to get on a, the Spock adjacent um, train soon because Picard and Star Trek Discovery is I gonna be starting hot. back. I know. or oh, the new year. <laughs> the new year?
1: No, no, no. Let's let's do something
0: in January. We, their shows start in January. Look, I mean, we're not
1: doing nothing in December.
0: Well, no, I guess not.
1: (laughs) Like, if we don't do it in January, we're gonna do it in February. So, you pick. Don't, it's not me. No, no, no. All right, January, new year, new year, (laughs) new year. Glittery fool,
0: (laughs) lying through your glitter.
1: Like Tinkerbell. You can believe Tinkerbell.
0: No, I don't believe you thinking
1: about it. Do you have a favorite Disney character? Favorite Disney
0: character? Do you like Disney? I love Disney. My favorite Disney
1: character.
0: See, mine is Uncle Scrooge. I mean... My second favorite is Winnie the Pooh.
1: Okay, I mean, you can't really go wrong with either of those. What? Do you like
0: Winnie the Pooh? No, I said you can't go wrong. Oh, I thought you said you can't go wrong.
1: I don't know who my favorite would be.
0: My third favorite is Bosco. You've really
1: thought about this. Yes. Well, I went to Disney. Right. You know, what just jumps in my head is is the cat in the aristoc in the Aristocats. But I really just what, like the Siamese cats. No, no, no. The lead dude. It, but oh. I, I really just like that song. Everybody wants to be a cat.
0: <laughs> Everybody.
1: Yeah. yeah. But no, I don't. I don't know if I have one. You
0: ever sing "C Song of the South"?
1: I did. I did. Dude. I saw it years ago. We're old enough. You remember, they used to play Song in the South. I know. On the Wonderful World of Disney. I know. So I've seen it a few times. Not no more. Oh, I know. It's been a while. but just, yes, I have seen Song in the South.
0: I'm listening to a... Zippity-doo-dah,
1: uh, Zippity-day.
0: Oh, my, my. My, oh, my, what a wonderful day. I'm listening to a podcast that's going through the entire, like, like breaking down the entire history mm-hmm. of that movie. Yeah. And it's, like, really dissecting it. It's really a good, like a, like a six-part... Like podcast it, series. It's a
1: really interesting story. Yes. I mean, just the Uncle Remus thing. Then the Uncle Remus the, uh, thing, the Uncle like Remus how, where it comes st- right, from. Where it comes from. If I sit here long enough I can remember the dude's name who wrote them. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a fascinating story.
0: Where Hattie McDaniels
1: was in her career when she, de- she takes uh, on the role. Again, there was a whole history of the Uncle Remus stories before you get to Disney. Oh, well, no. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah. It's interesting. All right, that's what we're going to end on. <laughs> yes, loosey <I'm>... Goosey. <laughs> I didn't want to end on so that. You're going to wrap it up. going to wrap it up. You're going to reference Addie McDaniel's in in Song of the South in another podcast you're listening to. That's how we're going to wrap it up.
0: Oh, okay. I'll end it here. This is a better than oh, okay. Speaking of Friday, yes. The film, the, fr- the Friday the film. Yes, I was looking at a story, and I can't remember. I think it may have been on um, Vulture or Hollywood Report. I can't remember, but they were talking about like the like the top Broadway productions. Okay, right, and they were pointing out how so many of the hit productions over the last few years are basically. Movie remakes, right? Movie remakes, yeah, or, or or movies that have been like you know
1: refitted right. to fit on a Broadway stage, right. which has been an issue for at least twenty years. Remember, yeah, they, yeah. It, it, but they talk about how like this stuff saved Broadway.
0: Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and probably the first one of those is probably a Lion King.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, because when The Lion King hit, yeah. it hit big, and and purists hate it. But this stuff saved Broadway. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I started thinking about, hmm,
0: there black film that could do that. Now I mean I know they're, they're um, well, The Color Purple was made into a, a, a yeah, a stage play, mm-hmm. which that stage play is now going to make a movie of that. Weird, <laughs> uh, but it happens. Um, so I started thinking about another black film that could maybe make its way there. Friday would be an interesting film to see up
1: on stage. Be like a whole production called Ba-Felicia. <laughs> Ba-Felicia! Ba-Felicia! And like they all come out and they're dancing. Well, you can see that song. You can see Ba-Felicia. He knocked you the f*** Bruh. out. Right, right, right. Don't you... Come back and it's
0: like a whole song.
1: <laughs> and, gotta,
0: and then there's got to be a song called Craig.
1: Create. Yeah, create, yeah, create, yeah, Friday, right? Like, like it'd be, it'd be like a spotlight in a solo song with the with the character looking up in in the darkened stage and just a spotlight, and it's just a just a really sad slow song called "My Mama Gave Me That Chain." <laughs> My mama gave me that chain. Oh, this chain. <laughs> like Leslie Odom plays plays the character, and featuring Leslie Odom singing, "My Mama gave me that chain." Oh, my chain. Oh, my chain. You like the Morehouse Boys Choir to sing back up? His chain. His chain. His chain. His mama gave him his His chain. chain. My mama gave me this chain. I'm in. I'm in. What was the name? Is it Johnson Hating He knocked cow? you the f bruh. Out. <laughs> he knocked you the <laughs> f out, out, out. out. F- bruh. bruh, 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 bruh. Not you the f bruh fuck out. You got knocked up. Bruh. Fuck bruh. out. Right, cause that's like at the end. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, like brand. New, right that. It's like brand new game to win. You got knocked up <laughs> bruh. <fuck> bruh. Out. <laughs> and then like the curtains falls. And then it's an encore. <laughs> and everybody comes out, you got knocked the f*** bruh. The look out.
0: <laughs> Friday, the musical.
1: Smoke and taking a f***. <laughs> smoke, get smoke, get smoke, and taking a bruh. <laughs> my neck and my back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with it. Oh. I'm with it. Okay. All right. Let's make this up. Let's become producers. <laughs> Ice Cube, we have a project that we'd like to pitch to you. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Friday the Musical. All, All right. right. So so that's now that's how you end. That's
0: how you end a binge lounge. That's
1: how you end a binge lounge.
0: We hope you've enjoyed it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, And it goes without saying that Vince and I hope you have a very happy and safe yes holiday. Yes. Um, it has been fun getting to know each and every one of you. Absolutely, through all the social medias and through the emails, you do not know when Vince tells tells you like you know how much you like. I love the missionaries because they're people that I actually want to hang out with. Vince, one hundred percent, is being authentic with that. He loves every one of you. I do, and I like you too. <laughs> See? 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 Is that kind of right there? (laughs) I gotta be me. I gotta be me. (laughs) Happy holidays, Vince. And happy holidays to you as well. All right. We will see you in 2020. 2020? That's some science fiction. Bruh.
1: (laughs) I know. Like how is it 2020? No.